Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of No Buts About It. It is snowing outside. I am snowed in my dining room in Indiana. Chuss is in his basement in Pittsburgh, uh, giving you the, all the peace signs. Before we get started, though, this is not sponsored. It's just really cool, and I promised the guy I'd give him a little shout-out just because I thought it was so cool. <laughs> Yeah, instead, you're like, I'll promise that I'll give him a shout out. So I, it's almost like you feel obligated. Instead and of like I completely, cool I, no, it, it's cool. I, I do not, I only endorse things I think are cool. And um, I completely forgot for a week anyway. So, but he also makes cases for football cards. So if you're a football fan, you might have some football cards. I've got a Jamar, Jamar Chase case with all my jamar chase cards it but what is I, the jamar case it is but what i thought was his coolest item is he makes these personalized keychains i'll get that right up there on the camera and uh some of you might have noticed we got the new no butts about it logo we've been slowly revealing and uh it actually he 3d prints a qr code this goes to our link tree so it's a quick little uh, marketing thing and i've actually used it there have been a few people I like when I'm getting my hair cut and they're like, Hey, uh, what, how's the podcast going? And they're like, Oh yeah, I'll go subscribe. And I'm like, whip this baby out. Go right there. You can subscribe to everything right away. So, uh, I'll put a little link to his, uh, shop, his store store. So you guys can contact him, get your own stuff. Like I mentioned, not sponsored, but tell him that you heard about it from us because then maybe we can get sponsored. See it all. It all goes back, right? We got to get Chuss out of his basement in Pittsburgh. That's our yeah. new Yeah, yeah, I'm trapped down here. Actually, it's not even snowing here or anything like that currently. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't expect it to snow. It's supposed to get really windy though. Um, we're sp- we're supposed to get those winds that apparently Buffalo is supposed to be getting as well. Okay. So, but not snowed in. Uh, Josh, Josh does not have to work tonight, but I do. That is true. So lucky for him, you know, may or may not be lucky for me, but uh, we're here now to talk some sports. We are, but before we talk sports, Jordan Battle, final game of the year against the Cleveland Browns. I was like feeling it, feel, I was feeling it for the week before and it didn't happen. And this week I was like, you better get that in your, in your cart. Better be ready to buy it. And uh, it wasn't a pick six, so he doesn't have to buy a jersey. But very early in the game, Jordan Battle did get that interception. So, Chuss, you have to buy a Jordan Battle Bengals t-shirt. How do you feel, first of all, and have you started this process yet? Um, well, you know, it was kind of funny. I um, I was watching um, a football game. I don't remember. It probably was not the Steelers because I don't believe the Steelers played at that point because what you guys played on Sunday, correct? Mm-hmm. And then we played on Saturday. Yeah, you or, played Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I'm getting all screwed up because I'm, my main focus has been on Wild Card Weekend. I haven't really been focusing too much on uh, we'll get there. The games in the past. So, but nonetheless, um, I was there watching watching one of the games, and I told my dad, who has been on the show before, big fan of the show as well. I told him shout I was like, Thomas. No. yeah, shout out to <laughs> Thomas. Um, we. Uh, we were talking like right as one of the other games were beginning. Um, I think, and, and I was like, you know, today's the last day for the bet. Let's just hope that um, Jordan battle doesn't get an interception. And he was like, Oh yeah, today's the last day. 
And I was like, yeah, so we'll see what happens because Bengals aren't making playoffs, so they can't obviously make it into playoffs and still have that rollover in however many games that the Bengals could possibly be playing and getting more chances. So I walk downstairs to go grab myself a water. Next thing you know, I get a phone call from Josh, and I'm like, I don't know why, but I feel like this is it because I'm not watching the Bengals game. I have a different game on upstairs. Um, and I go in and I answer the phone. And sure enough, uh, Jordan Battle did, in fact, get an interception. And I was just a, a little disappointed because I had jinxed myself. And um, and that was that was really it. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not upset about getting the shirt necessarily. I don't know how often I'll wear the shirt just because I'm not a Bengals fan. And um, sometimes I wonder how much I dislike the Bengals more being on the show with Josh and, you know, but um, I'll still own it. Um, I'll probably wear it a couple of times, maybe on the show and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm repping the player, not necessarily the, uh, the team, but, but yeah, it's a t-shirt. I, I had a feeling he wasn't, I wasn't going to get the Jersey. And as for the process, I'm kind of waiting until uh, shirts start going on sale. So probably closer to uh, spring, summer. I'll probably get it. And I do promise that I just rather not pay $40 for a shirt if I can pay 29, you know, fair enough. So, and but I will, I will get it. I, I will. And this, that, that he, is a, that is a promise. I like had to go to the bathroom at the beginning of the game. And I like walked into the room as he caught the interception. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Jordan. And then it was on the sideline. So I was like, if this is, this is out of bounds. I'm going to cry. And I was like yelling at the TV. My dad's like, this is good. I was like, no, he needs to turn. And I, as soon as I saw that number 27, I was like, Oh, I'm calling chess. Yeah. <laughs> I was so confused. And I was like, I was like, this is one of the greatest moments of my life. Right. Now. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to, you know, I mean, I, I'm glad. Cause like, you know, Jordan battle deserves it. I'm once again, no matter where he plays, like, I, I mean, obviously I wouldn't want him to play in Cincinnati just because it's the rival, but it's just like Kyle Hamilton. I didn't want Kyle Hamilton to go to Baltimore, but um, I'm still a big supporter of um, Jordan Battle. I think he's a great safety for you guys, and I think he's going to continue to be a great safety for you guys for the next multiple years. So I think you guys really got a diamond in the rough and a good third-round pick out of him. And um, I, like I said, I was very high on him, and I know you've been very high on him the last couple of weeks. No, I wasn't kidding, man. I knew he was going to be good, you know. Just because Brian Branch was the better of the two safeties didn't mean that Jordan Battle wasn't anywhere close to being a talented superstar in the NFL. So I'm very glad that he uh, is there, and I'm glad that, uh, you know, he's he's doing wonders, and he got his one interception. You know, it could have been cooler to get multiple over the season, but, hey, you know what? One's better than none, and uh, roll into next season. I don't, I don't have the numbers here, but uh, well, I know that Jordan Battle has been a fan favorite. Him and his brother Jalen are fun, fun on Twitter. Uh, Jordan, I believe these are the things I don't have the numbers for. I believe was the thirtieth or the third best ranked defensive player on PFF mm. for rookies. I think he was the best ranked safety, and a lot of Bengals pages are giving him the defensive rookie of the year award which you can say there's not a lot there but they're saying hey defensive player defensive rookie of the year jordan battle because he has just shown up he has been what fans expected nick scott to be and uh, that's really going to help out but let's move on we've had a ton of stuff happen this week i thought that mike vrabel was going to be the craziest thing we saw all week i was wrong I put out a quick little short about this. Uh, we got to talk about it here on the show. Pete Carroll is no longer the head coach 
of the Seattle Seahawks. We don't know who the head coach is yet, but uh, he's going to stay within the organization as an advisor, which I think is kind of interesting. I can't remember another situation where I've seen that happen. I'm not saying it hasn't. I just can't remember it. Um, what was your kind of reaction to seeing this Pete Carroll news? You know, it was it was kind of wild to me just because I don't think Pete Carroll has done that bad of a job over the last couple of seasons. I mean, obviously, you know, as you know, any organization may want, they may want a little bit more progress than what, you know, the team has been given. But currently, you know, you made the playoffs last year with Geno Smith and you just barely made missed it this year. Um, and you probably could have made it if you would have beaten the Steelers, you probably would have been in a better position to make it. Um, unfortunate for them that they didn't this year, but I mean, it's not like they haven't had good seasons over the last five, six, seven years, but, um, you know, I I was pretty shocked. Honestly, I I didn't expect him to be one of the coaches to be, you know, next this week. Mm -hmm. I I really thought that it was going to be not Pete Carroll. It would have been so many different other coaches and we've seen multiple coaches for able being a surprise for us, but you know, obviously there was a lot of other coaches that we've kind of expected, you know, it was kind of hinted and we'll get into a couple, we'll get into one more later on in the show. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Pete Carroll, I definitely thought was a shock to me. I mean, I, I think also it's quite interesting that they're moving him to an advisor position. It's almost like the Seattle Seahawks don't want him going anywhere else, mm-hmm. which obviously is pretty interesting considering, you know, they let him go as the coach, but they don't want him to go coach anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I find that pretty interesting. Um, I mean, you know, maybe he'll do well as an advisor or whatever role that he'll have in Seattle, but you know, obviously they're, they're holding on to him for some sort of sake. They don't want him going anywhere else, or maybe they just want to keep it for the, for the fan enjoyment, just like a new fresh start, but they don't want to let go of the history of Pete Carroll, you know, getting them to uh one Super Bowl and losing, well, two Super Bowls, losing one, winning one, but, um, but nonetheless still, um, yeah, I, I think it was a sudden, it was a shock. It was a shock more or less, but I mean, he is older though. He's, he's like early seventies, I believe like what? 70, 71, he's 72. He 72. was the oldest coach in the NFL. Wow. So, wow. um, and that, that's funny. You bring that up. I had that same thought process with you as you that I thought it was weird that they didn't want him to be the head coach, but still wanted to keep him around kind of that. We don't want you, but we don't want you to go anywhere else. That was kind of my thought too but yeah you brought up his age I mentioned that to my dad because I was like I was shocked Pete Carroll was fired and my dad's like who the heck is Pete Carroll and I was like he's the Seattle Seahawks head coach uh he did he was the coach with like this Super Bowl and this Super Bowl and then he was kind of like okay um he was like how old is he though and I said he's 72 and my dad's like he needs to retire <laughs> I was like yeah because I still, um he's cause... still ready to go He's still chewing that gum on the sideline. I mean, sure. But I mean, like the thing is, is it was just like kind of, I don't know, a little interesting that they decided that, um, like, you know, they, they wanted to, they wanted to let him go, but they weren't gonna, I mean, I feel like at this point he probably should have retired. He should have pulled, um, should have pulled some of these, uh, this other coach from, uh, Alabama that did retire, but, um, maybe he should have just like stepped down and retired because then he would have been a Seahawk forever. You can you can say his name. What's his what, name? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Yeah, Nick Saban. Let's yeah, congratulate Nick, Nick Saban. Yeah, you you wanted to continue on? I didn't know how long you wanted to talk about Pete Carroll for. So no, no, no. Uh, we can go back to Pete Carroll, but you already brought up Nick Saban. So uh, yeah, let's I mean, uh, congratulate Nick Saban here. Yeah, congratulations, Nick Saban, on a phenomenal college career. I mean, honestly, probably one, if not the best 
uh, college head coach of all time. I mean, geez, I disliked Alabama for so many years, but not because of Alabama. It was just because of how good they were. You know, I have nothing against Alabama. It was just that they were just so good for so many years. And I, you have to thank Nick Saban for that. Uh, multiple national championships, multiple national championship runs, you know, multiple college football playoff runs, you know, great. Six, right. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. definitely made multiple appearances. He's definitely been in college football playoffs so many times. Uh, you know, Alabama has just been one of those uh, elite teams for decades. I mean, 20, he ran the 2010s with Alabama. Mm-hmm. So, and he didn't stop this year, you know, he, he, he slipped in at four and granted he did lose to Michigan, but, um, you know, I mean, Michigan ended up going on to win the Natty. So, I mean, like, it wasn't like he lost to the runner up. So, I mean, he kind of, I wish it, you know, for him, he could have went out on a bang, but you know, when it's time to hang it up, it's time to hang it up, but he had a phenomenal career and um, I wish him nothing but the best in retirement, but let's hope that like nothing crazy happens. And he decides like after one year of uh, DeBoer, who is supposedly the uh, person going to head coach Alabama next year, who is the Washington Huskies coach, head coach, who just lost in the national championship to Michigan and Harbaugh. He's supposed to take over for Alabama. Let's just hope that DeBoer doesn't do really poorly and then Nick Saban comes out of retirement because then Nick Saban will no longer be enjoying retirement and that would just be very (laughs) unfortunate because, you know, I think he's had just a historic career. And yeah, I think think no matter what, if you watch college football or if you don't, I mean, you at least relatively know some of these like really good coaches. And I think Nick Saban is one of the coaches that many people remember and will know. And I mean, even for you, you know, I know you're not a huge college football playoff, you know, regular season fan much, but you know who Nick Saban was and you know yep. his uh, greatness. So he made it into a Walker Hayes lyric. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess yep. that's how you first hear, heard his name. Yep, that's like, the first man, time I heard about Nick Saban. Who is Nicholas Saban? He's just a random guy in Alabama. But yeah. um, let's get back to Pete Carroll. So weird, weird situation. And I, I want to kind of go back to back when the Russell Wilson trade happened. Because mm-hmm. I think I think this is where we really saw uh, Pete Carroll and what he did. When Russell Wilson was traded and that trade went through, everyone thought Seattle had been screwed over. Like, this is the dumbest trade that Seattle could have done. They're rebuilding. DK is going to get mad. This is awful. Like, I mean, we saw all the media. And Pete Carroll came out and he said, hey, no, Geno Smith's our guy. We're not rebuilding. Drew and Geno will be in a quarterback competition. Geno ended up being the guy. They went nine and eight and they made the playoffs. That's very, very impressive to do when. And, and I'm pretty sure they had a really good showing in the playoff game. I'm pretty sure they yeah. they kept it really close. I don't, I, they obviously didn't win, but I think, I think they went up against <laughs> would have been what San Francisco at number two I'm, last yeah, year. Yeah. They either way making the playoffs at all because they were supposed to be an awful team. You traded mm-hmm. this supposed Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm not saying Russell Wilson is or isn't, but that's what people were saying was you've traded a Hall of Fame quarterback away. You're gonna suck now. You have Drew Locke and Geno Smith still made the playoffs. They went nine and eight again this year. Um, maybe that was part of the reason that like maybe Seattle is saying okay that's Pete ceiling now with Geno, but. uh I don't know who you're going to replace him with. I think that was a very good run for the Seahawks and just showed how good Pete Carroll is. Yeah. I mean, and going back to the, um, 
the Seattle playoff game last year. Yeah, they did get blown out, but um, <laughs> it was it, it, because, like I said, it was close. But it was close. It was oh, close. It they get was, blown out. Did they get blown out? It, it was forty-one twenty-three. I think was the final. I looked it up. But in the first oh. half, it was really close because I was like monitor. Because I remember it was a close game. I just forgot at the end. San Francisco ran away with it. But um, Seattle and San Francisco, it was like within like two or three points at half. It was like unbelievable because I was like, man, Seattle actually could pick up this big victory over San Fran. San Fran could uh, choke. And um, sure enough, San Francisco did not. But um, Seattle did keep it pretty close, which was pretty shocking. So, I mean, going under the circumstances, going into, you know, San Francisco, Levi Stadium, you know, and hoping for the best. And sure enough, um, you know, doing well in the first half, kind of let San Francisco run away with it in the second half. But yeah, it really does show that, um, you know, that team, you know, did have a lot of good in in them, even it being nine and eight and with Geno Smith. Who do you think could replace him? Do you have any idea or? That I don't know, because I mean, it, it I mean, there are coaches that could like right now. I mean, there are plenty of NFL coaches that have just gotten fired, but obviously if the uh, Seahawks want to bring somebody from within, maybe like one of their linebackers coaches, maybe one of their coordinators they want to promote, they could always do that. Um, I don't really know. I mean, obviously we kind of have an indication of what's going on and with some of these teams, obviously already kind of having rumors and whatnot, but I haven't really heard much about Seattle or what the direction of coaching will be after without Pete Carroll, but um yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't I don't really know. I mean, I mean at this point, I thought Vrabel could have went to New England, but maybe Vrabel ends up in like Seattle or something like that. Um, but obviously, anything's possible. Yeah. So, looking at Seattle, you're you're gonna have to, I think, bring in someone who you know can get it done, especially because you're keeping Pete Carroll in the building. You're mm-hmm. keeping him as an advisor because I think if you bring in someone new who doesn't have a resume as a head coach, then players are going to start going back to, well, what about Pete? Pete's still here. Can we go? What does Pete think about this? They're going to go and ask him questions and we'll talk about this in a minute, but that was the same reason that Robert Kraft said that Bill Belichick couldn't just relinquish some of his power was mm-hmm. because players would be like, they're so used to going to bill uh, the coaching assistants are so used to going to bill that you can't have him in the building. Still, you're still going to have Pete Carroll in the building. It's gotta be someone who like, like a Mike Vrabel. I think that now that we know he's not going to new England, that that's gotta be a guy. Um, there's one or two other guys, maybe that could become available here. Uh, they're not yet. And we'll talk about that a little bit later as well, but I think Vrabel is definitely of the guys who are free right now. He is, he's the leading candidate, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely possible. Um, I don't see like a Rivera going over to Seattle. I really doubt it. Um, But I I feel like Vrabel would be the best chance, but obviously there could be any of these coaches, you know, that may get released or maybe they're, like I said, maybe they do like decide to work with a coordinator. But like you said, with Pete Carroll still being in the building, 
it might be tough. Maybe that's why Seattle hasn't really talked too much about getting a new coach. Maybe they're trying to figure out what they're going to do because, you know, you, you bring in a coordinator that doesn't have experience. Cause like, obviously you have a coordinator like, like Brian Flores over in Minnesota right now, who has been a head coach for Miami and is now a coordinator over Minnesota. But, um, you have, but like for him, it's like, oh yeah, he already has head coaching experience. Well, not all coordinators have head coaching experience. So you bring in, like, you could say like the coordinator for freaking I don't know, we could say the Bengals because you were talking about uh, the yeah. one uh, coordinator that is, has in a lot of uh, coaching talks right now. So like if he ends up being head coach, you know, let's say he doesn't do real good and obviously you hope for the best for him, but let's say he's not doing real good at first, they're going to go to Pete and be like, yo, like, or like go to the organization and be like, well, what do you think Pete thinks about this? What do you think he thinks should be done differently? Because obviously these guys have been, you know, leaning on Pete for many of years. I mean, you know, no matter if they're young or old or however many years, you know, they've, most of those players, like, you know, DK, you know, Lockett, like some of those players have been around for a decent bit of time. So, I mean, like, or even just a year, like, like a, you know, like a Zach Charbonnet, like, you know, obviously they're still leaning on him at some point during the season. So they're probably going to be like, man, Pete Carroll, what, what do you think he's thinking about right now? So, And obviously you still have Bill out there. Bill Belichick is one. Um, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is another one. Has strong ties to Seattle. He's been there before. Uh, he was there for the Legion of Boom. He's been a head coach before with the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Um, Michigan, uh, John, Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Him coming down maybe to Seattle, that's a possibility. Uh, he, him and Pete Carroll have had a rivalry. I think they both respect each other, though, so that could be interesting to see. And then uh, I don't know. Again, you could go the offensive coordinator there because he has that relationship with Geno already, but I don't know how the players will feel about that, like you mentioned with all that. So hiring within might not be the move. We will see what happens with Pete Carroll. Um, but I would say Dan Quinn, Vrabel, and then like maybe Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh would, I'd put tied for three in those situations would be my rankings. Yeah. So, um, moving on to the big one that it wasn't Vrabel was the shock Belichick. We knew was coming, but it's the biggest. 20-some years, Bill Belichick has been the New England Patriots head coach. And I really liked what Robert Kraft said. I don't know if you watched the press conference I did because it was pretty short and I wanted to hear what they said. Uh, Robert Kraft basically said, hey, uh, we didn't trade Tom because he earned the right to go where he wanted. And so we're not going to trade Bill because he's earned the right to go where he wants to as well. And I, I think that that was good. I think that there was a mutual respect between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. Um, Bill Belichick seemed to really appreciate the media. It's the most I have ever heard him talk to the media. And he thanked the media. He thanked the fans. And this was just a situation where it's the turning of the guard. You're losing the Patriot way. Kind of losing a coach who has been there as long as a lot of football fans have been alive. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can you can have a kid and have them halfway through college in the time that Bill Belichick coached for the Patriots. So uh, I think it's insane to look at anyone else as the new England Patriots head coach, Uh, even in Madden, 
his I, I don't know if you saw this, but there were a bunch of memes. He never let him use his likeness yeah. in the Madden game. So people were like, thank you for your service. And then they had all the different like default coaches pictures. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the only thing that really ever got me through uh, trying to think of Bill Belichick never being a New England Patriot was, in fact, Madden when I would play <laughs> the Patriots and they would just pan to the random Patriots coach who would have like random glasses and you know a ball cap and you're like oh okay cool there was never any attempt to like make it look like him either they didn't like have him with a hood on or anything it was like looked more like jim harbaugh than he did Bill yeah i mean it's been all over the place and then and then a lot of times in my madden games they would end up firing the random default character after one season like i don't understand like it would be like over the last couple of maddens because like Obviously, New England was still good in some of these Maddens, but for whatever reason, they would like go 10 and 6, like before some of these in like Madden 18 or whatever. And then they would lose. And then for whatever reason, Tom Brady would retire at 39 or 38. And then, and then they would like fire coach Joe Smith. And you're like, oh, okay, goodbye, Joe Smith. And then like New England would just completely rebuild. And then Tom Brady would retire and then New England would fall apart. Like, Madden was just so predictable back like in the in the early like in the late 2010s because like it would always be this is how it would go it would be your three retirings every single first year of Madden Ben Roethlisberger Aaron Rodgers maybe Drew Brees depending on what year you played Tom Brady no matter what age they were it was always them retiring and then after like two or three seasons Mike Tomlin would get fired and like all the like Madden was just wild but we're we're getting off topic here but yeah, yeah. Bill Belichick um yeah, that's the only way that I can ever think of him not being a head coach was through Madden. So why do you think this ultimately ended up happening? I mean, we know that they haven't had success since Brady left, and you could put that on Bill, you can put that on Mac, you could put that on Josh McDaniels leaving. Lots of things you can put that on. But why do you think this ultimately was the decision? Um... You know, it's tough to say that, but I think just over the, the year span, the couple of years span, I, I feel like the New England um the New England organization probably, you know, they've been winning for so many years, you know, they've always been in the talks. And over the last couple of years they really have not been in those talks because after Tom Brady left, they haven't really been that notable. I mean, they've had seasons where they looked like they could make a run, but then they fall really short. Um, and then obviously this season did not look too hot. They couldn't figure out if Mac Jones was going to be the quarterback or Bailey Zappi and their defense was good, but like, it just wasn't enough because the offense couldn't get going. Um, there's a lot of little bit of missing components there. I don't necessarily believe that it was Bill Belichick's fault completely. I feel like sometimes, you know, the team that you get around you, like it's sometimes you, you do get draft picks that aren't that good. They end up being, you know, a little subpar or not to the likings that you want. Like, for example, they expected very highly of Mac Jones and he just hasn't really delivered that much. Uh, even with Bailey Zappi, I mean, I think he's good, but I don't really think he's shown a whole lot. Maybe that just has to do with the team around him. But um, nonetheless, I don't know if it was necessarily Bill Belichick, but I think that they just kind of wanted a change. I don't think it's going to fix the problems in New England immediately. I don't think that by bringing in a coach, bringing in this coach, this uh, new linebacker, linebacker coach from New England as the head coach, I don't believe that he is going to fix all of the Patriots' problems in one season. Um, 
And I think that I think they were just kind of looking for a change. You know, Tom Brady left. It was the end of an era there. And I think over a couple of years, they just realized that maybe it's an end of an era with Bill and maybe it's just time to, you know, uh, move on and just start a start a fresh page. I mean, you know, we're seeing that happen. I mean, we saw it happen in Seattle. And now we're seeing it in New England. Um, you know, it's not necessarily they think they're a bad coach, but they just kind of want, you know, fresh blood, uh, blood in there with some younger guys and whatnot. Wait, you're saying that a guy can we can say a guy is a good coach while also saying a team needs to move on from him? Yeah, sure. Oh my gosh, that's like insane. I can't you would never say that about like Mike Tomlin or something, right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um yeah, cuz I mean like that I mean a team can still wait, what what did you repeat what you just said? I was making fun of the fact that we said very clearly that we think Mike Tomlin is a good head coach. Oh, did you just multiple times? Blood? Yeah, but said that the message is stale in Pittsburgh. Okay, because it like, turned I, I into just... something completely different in the comment section. Yeah, because I mean but, that's the same thing. I mean, yeah, Steelers have a good team, but I mean we've talked yes. about that multiple times. And when it comes with Bill Belichick. I mean, I don't like Bill Belichick. I despise him. <laughs> but that's just because the Pittsburgh Steelers just have never had uh, the chance to ever really successfully beat the New England Patriots that greatly. So, I mean, we've just struggled against them for years. So I truly, uh, you know, I, I don't like him for that reason, but I respect him as a coach. I mean, he is the best probably to do it. So, I mean, I don't really expect there to really be any other coach that's even close to him. Um, but you know, I, I will, uh, I, I, yeah, I was going to say I will miss him, but I, I mean, even this year they were two and 10 and they still beat us. So I, I don't know if I will miss him. Um, I, I hope he does go somewhere else though. And, and does get that, uh, those, those most season wins as a head coach though. I, I think that's what he should do before he retires. And I'm sure some team out there will pick him up. So, okay. Let's talk about that. Where? If you first let's look at this, if you're Bill Belichick, where would you want to go? And then if you are a team, would you want Bill Belichick? Which teams do you think are going to want him the most? The commanders have already, according to Jordan, Jordan Schultz said they don't want him. And uh, that could be because they're assuming he wants to be a GM. They just hired their GM today. Adam Peters, who is the assistant GM for the 49ers. He's now with the commanders. Do you let Bill Belichick continue to be a GM? There were questions about whether he was a good GM in New England. What? Where do you think he ends up? Um, I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, obviously, he's been in, like, Massachusetts for years, probably. He's probably lived over there for, you know, 20-some years now at this point. Um, and I think that it's going to probably be hard to, like, move maybe to the West Coast. Like, you're moving from one coast to, like, Seattle, I mean, I don't necessarily think he could, you know, move down over over that far because, you know, what, like I said, that's like all the way over there. You're moving your entire life on one to one coast, you know. I mean, even Tom Brady stayed on the East Coast, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. yes. Gulf of Mexico because he was Florida on is Tampa on, Florida is the East Coast, though. So. Yeah. So, so same time zone. Yes, same time zone. So, like, he stayed <laughs> in the East Coast. He he just moved south to the warmer weather. Um, and, and just played down in Tampa for various different reasons that we don't really need to get into at this moment. But I, I thought Washington would be a good spot for him just because he's not, he wouldn't be moving that far. But, um, 
I mean, what teams really need coaches over in the East Coast where he doesn't have to move too far? Because in a in a scenario, he might have to move over towards the West because he might not have a choice if he wants to complete that goal of getting the most wins. And maybe he won't be the GM. Maybe they'll just maybe he's just okay with being the head coach. I mean, in New England, they let him be you know a GM as well, but maybe they're just gonna you know be like, hey, listen, we respect your game, and we're just gonna let you be coach. But um, you know, we already got ourselves a GM, you know, and we know what your your goal is is just to get the most wins, and you know, we'll keep you as long as you you want to stay or whatever their goal is in on the team or whatever team it is. So, so there are two teams I'm gonna look at as uh, possible answers. One of them is, and this is gonna slightly contradict something I said earlier, but I'm going L.A. Chargers. They already have Justin Herbert. They have Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. They've got some guys you can build around. You've already got, on defense, you've got some key pieces. You need to rework a little bit. You need to do some cap uh, cap space gymnastics. But you got Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James. you got some guys over there. And I think you can get something done, especially if his goal is to just hit that win record and he wants to do a win-now type thing. That That's a good team. If you want a different team that maybe needs a little bit of help but still has some talent, sticking with the East Coast, Atlanta. We got Drake London, who's great. He just doesn't always get targets. Kyle Pitts is blocking for Jonu Smith and Cordell Patterson for some reason. That doesn't make sense. He's like fourth overall pick. Why is he blocking? Got Bijan. Stud, once again, why is Bijan blocking for Cordell Patterson and Jonu Smith? Bill's going to fix that. On defense, Bill's a defensive-minded coach, so he's going to be looking at some of these guys. You got A.J. Terrell, who's not a huge name, but he's great. You got Calais Campbell, who's going to want to win now. He's he's a leader on that team. You got Jesse Bates, my boy, who was one of the best safeties this year, just got named to the second All-Pro team. I believe he's a pro bowler as well. So you got some guys you can build around on both sides of the ball in Atlanta. You got some young guys on the offense you can work with as well. Um, Josh McDaniels may follow him now that he's out as a head coach. We'll see what happens. But uh, those are my two teams that I'd be looking at if I am a fan. I don't think he goes to Carolina. I think Carolina needs too much of a rebuild, and uh, he's going to want to win now and uh maybe get that super bowl because someone told me like hey if he's willing to like stick around for five some years then maybe but he's gonna be 76 then and yeah at that point it's it's not even worth it i mean that's the point like i think atlanta probably has like on the east coast side i feel like they have a lot of potential to be really good i really think that their main struggle right now um, is trying to figure out like who their big quarterback is going to be because you know obviously Desmond Ritter has not been the most prestigious quarterback and um, I, I really think that they might need to work on some aspects of that you know maybe the quarterback but I think they have all the other weapons I mean they finished seven and ten so it's not like they finished horribly but definitely could have been a lot better um and i think maybe bill belichick could get them to like easily like eight and nine probably or maybe even nine and eight depending on what their quarterback situation looks like maybe if he can revamp the team i mean or maybe they'll surprise and pull a houston you know maybe a good draft will just Mm -hmm. put them into a 
a really good spot. I mean, it, it it's crazy how three years it can take to rebuild a team. It's crazy. Yeah. How you can you can in fact rebuild a team in three years. You can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's possible. It is it is possible. <laughs> so and they are in fact in the playoffs. So I got Thank three you. bingos on that video, by the way, in that comment section. But yeah. um, the I, I just think Atlanta is one quarterback away. They have a decent draft pick. Um, there's rumors Justin Fields is going to go there if he gets traded. So wow. Atlanta's warm. They're in an easy division. You can easily make the playoffs, get some easy wins. Do you remember when that team, or that that uh, the the South used to be like the powerhouse of the NFC? You remember those days where it was Carolina, New Orleans, and freaking um, uh, yeah, Atlanta South. all at the top with yeah. you know Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, and Cam Newton for a couple of years. You know, oh, man, and then Tampa Bay was always just at the bottom. Imagine and, if Brady had gone a little bit earlier, though. That division would have been unbelievable. If you would have had Brady, Breeze, Ryan, and Newton all in the same division. Oh, my gosh. that would I mean, he wouldn't have left. But, I mean, if that would have happened any sooner, that could have been unbelievable. If, he, if Tom Brady would have screwed up somewhere and just didn't want to play anymore, like in New England, let's say they had lost like two, two or three Super Bowls, you know, in a row or whatever, and he decided to make his way down to uh, Georgia. I mean, I feel like that would have been insane, you know? Let's let's talk about let's get back not, to not down to Georgia, down to yeah, Florida. Florida, my yeah. bad. I, geography's I hard. Atlanta. It's okay. I, will, I had Atlanta on my mind. Okay, I played trivia mm-hmm. crack. I, I'm I'm very aware of geography. Okay, um, Jared Mayo, who was the linebackers coach, has been hired as the Patriots' new head coach, and uh, this came as a bit of a shock. A lot of people were saying Vrabel was going to be the guy. He played for New England. They put him in the Ring of Honor. He's a big New England Patriots guy, just got fired. No one suspected Jared Mayo, who I recently learned, and Patriots fans probably already knew this, was the 2008 first-round pick by the New England Patriots. So he's been with the Patriots his entire NFL career. Linebackers coach, straight to head coach. I think this is a bold move. I don't know about this. Uh, what do you think? What, by with Mayo going in, um, I do. I do think it's a little bold. But um, it looks like Patriots fans seem kind of excited for it. I mean, I, I wouldn't say the entire fan base is okay with it, but I was reading some comments and some responses to different posts and saying uh, that, hey, you know what? Give it a chance. This might actually be really good. This guy's solid. I mean, obviously, we've only seen him as a linebacker's coach. He hasn't been coordinating or anything like that um, in New England. So we don't really know too much about what his skill set will look like as a head coach. But um, I don't know. I mean, they, they seem very... Some, some of the uh, Patriots fans seem pretty excited about it. Um, you know, like I said, I'd be unsure about it because obviously he doesn't have mu- like a lot of experience. He's just jumping from, you know, a positions coach to a head coach. And I don't know too much about this guy just because like, I don't know if he's coordinated before or if this has been his only gig or what he's really done in his past. But um, if that's the case, um and he's he's head coach. I mean, they're they're hiring within, which may or may not be a mistake. It doesn't always help in Pittsburgh from like our standpoint. I mean, we've hired like Matt Canada from within. We've hired a lot of not so great coordinators from within. Mike Tomlin was not hired from within, but um, like we've had our struggles with it. So moving to a head coach might be a little problematic, but um, he definitely has room to surprise. And I think a lot of people that are expecting him not to do well. Um, 
you know, a lot of people will go in with low expectations. And if he brings the team to, you know, seven and 10 or, you know, something like that, people are going to be like, oh, shoot, this guy might actually be pretty okay. And then we roll from there and we see how it goes. So. I wouldn't, well, uh, I wouldn't jump the gun here too yet, Joshua. I don't, I don't, I don't okay. think he's going to be that bad. I think he'll be okay. No jumping. No jumping the gun here. Okay. No jumping the gun here. I, I, well, like it's... I said, I give him, I give him, you know, I give him like two years tops, and then we'll see I give how him, he does. I give him the two to three year rule, like I do all head coaches. But end of the Billy B era in New England, beginning of the Mayo era. Uh, so, so are they gonna change Gillette Stadium in a couple of years to be like, if if Mayo ends up being good, are they gonna get something with like, some, like Mayo or something like a Mayo? They, they better. Promotion? The better Mayo get like a Hellman's. Stadium, yeah, Hellman's, Hellman's Stadium, yeah, Hellman's Mayo yeah. Stadium for for Coach Mayo. That'd I be mean, a marketing it, miss if they don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Gillette Stadium is signed until they like twenty thirty six. They need to trade for Will Levis. Why? The Mayo man. He puts mayo in his coffee. Oh, I he already has a deal with Hellman's. It's perfect. I've got. Okay, oh my well, gosh! Well, Hire me as the marketing. Okay, well, unfortunately, <laughs> that's not going to happen because Tennessee wants Will Levis. Unless the, unless Tennessee goes out and drafts yet another quarterback, which I guess isn't impossible at this point in time, since Ryan Tannehill's walking, um, I don't really see Will Levis being moved. I, I could see Malik being moved, but I mean. Shoot, dude. I mean, like, without Tannehill, they'll have Levis and Willis, and then they'll have to, or not Levis and, or, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They'll have Malik and Will Levis. I'm just so screwed up right this second. And then they might have to draft another quarterback, maybe. And I, then, I and fixed officiating last, this, this, I fixed officiating last week. I'm fixing New England's marketing problems this week. What can't I do? It's just, it's just screwing me up with uh, Malik Willis and Will Levis. It's just, really, it's just confusing the crap out of me. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> they need to get rid of one of them because, my goodness, it's screwing me up and how you, how it's, I'm saying it. It's okay. Well, let's real quick before we get into the wild card playoffs here. It is being reported that one of the teams wants Bill Belichick, but their coach has not yet been fired. <laughs> who do i think this could be um <laughs> there are a couple options here uh and i know what option you're going uh well, no, actually actually i kind of agreed with what you were saying actually in the group chat okay. earlier i think you could okay. go to them boys them boys so mike think- mccarthy is not safe i don't think so i think depending on what they do in the wild card and divisional if they if they fall short again in like the divisional or something like that to like the Eagles, if the Eagles for some reason end up going to the NFC championship again, by some miracle based on how they've been playing, they shouldn't be, but let's say they do lose. Um, I think that Mike McCarthy might be on his way out. I mean, I feel like Dallas has been a really good, good coach, but I think that he just hasn't been able to get it done with them in the playoffs. And I think Dallas is getting frustrated because um, they have a good team. I mean, you've got CD lamb, You've got Tony Pollard. You've got Dak Prescott, who has had probably one of his better seasons in a very long, in the last couple of years, I would say. I wouldn't say very long time because he's not like he's been in the NFL for 30 years or 20 years or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but like, I, um, I, I think he could be on his way out. Um, what, what were you hinting at? Were you thinking about, uh, what so the whole, we it, got it, Michael, it, Michael McCarthy. I got two other guys on my list. I mean, there's the one that we both went to, which is obviously Mike Tomlin, who, uh, 
I think I think Me. that I don't think he would be like I said. I don't think Mike Tomlin would be fired. I think I really think that it could be a step down situation. If I don't, it does. that's what I'm, I'm not saying he gets fired. I'm just saying maybe. So, but it, this was maybe. reported by Adam Schefter, correct? I believe so. So, and I think in that report he said that it, it, the coach has not yet been fired. Correct. So, but if well, the Steelers aren't going to fire him, then. If it, if they would have said like, but the coach hasn't uh, been let go or stepped down or fired yet, maybe because like I don't know. I mean, I mean, heck, it could have well, been. It could literally be any of these coaches. It could be. I, I got another one here that I think is absolutely insane. Nick Sirianni, the Eagles' head coach. There's been there has been a lot of talk in Philadelphia. I've been reading some of their media outlets. They want him gone. They are not mm. happy. And Eagles fans are reactive sometimes, but they are not happy with the offense. The defense has not done well. I mean, so we got three guys who proven head coaches here. Great, great head coaches, I think. I mean, Nick Sirianni was up for coach of the year um, mm-hmm. for a hot minute this year. And then again, last year, took him to a Super Bowl last year. Had all He was planting flowers and all that stuff. He has all his weird sayings that, but I mean, if the Eagles struggle, do they lose to the Bucks this year? Does that does that question you? Do the Steelers losing to the Bills? You guys haven't won a playoff game since 2017 against yeah, the Chiefs. I, I mean, 2017. You, we haven't. We didn't win that game. 2017. The, the year 2017, not the season. We we beat the Chiefs. Would have been 2017. Yeah, but ah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was 2017. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it was a divisional game. I will fact I've... check myself right now. Pretty... January 15th, 2017. Steelers, Chiefs, 18 to 16. Oh, so that would have been that would have been what AFC? What the? Heck? It was the AFC divisional playoffs? You guys were 11 and five. Chiefs were 12 and four. No, I I know that, but I don't know why. Why I like goofed on that? Because I always thought that our last one was against the Bengals for some reason. The real takeaway here, fans, is that I was right and Chuss was wrong. Let's just remember that. Uh, and why are people saying that our last win? Uh, I guess that would still make sense because I guess because the big thing for a while was that the Steelers haven't won since the Obama administration, and that everybody- season. It would have been, well, even at January 15th, 2017, would that have technically been the Obama administration? Yes, because inauguration is January 20th. Okay. He made it by five days. So, so technically, okay. So I was just making sure because I just wanted to verify because I was very confused on this because I always thought it was the Bengals. I kind of got the 2017 year mixed up with something else. I thought it was a little earlier than that, which wouldn't be true, but that was the year we lost to. Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Either so. way, Mike McCarthy can't win a playoff game. Mike Tomlin can't win a playoff game. Nick Sirianni, fans are mad at him. Yeah. I, I would I, be surprised if Sirianni's gone, but. I honestly, I think Sirianni being gone is more likely than freaking Mike Tomlin at this point. Dude, I mean, if, I, I think. imagine though, if the Eagles hire Bill Belichick. As a replacement, that, that storyline 
After Nick Foles and all that? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Let's... I, I don't know. I mean... Let's get I, into... We got playoffs I, to talk. I, I mean, Sirianni, I mean, I feel like there was that rumor <clears> going <throat> around that he had lost the locker room and whatnot. Maybe yeah. maybe that's like a big thing going on maybe, now. Maybe, maybe nobody's maybe safe. It's like, yeah, maybe nobody's That's what I've safe. learned this week. Maybe every head coach this season gets <laughs> fired. Maybe Andy Reid's on his way out. Maybe every single coach of all time gets freaking fired. And then they decide to do a fantasy draft and just redraft the entire NFL. There is actually. It's um, not actually going to happen. So, Please don't. No, don't. no, no. There is a protocol in place for that, though. So, really? you, you know, like what happened with Marshall University, where like the entire team died in that plane crash. If that happens, oh. I believe that team gets to like like all the other thirty one teams get to pick like certain guys they keep, and then mm-hmm. everyone else becomes a free agent, and you have another draft. I believe is how it works. That's insane. That that was, <laughs> that's actually wild because like they always had it in Madden, and I never really understood why it's it something Madden, like that. It, it's if... got to be. It has to be like that because. It's not like they're expand. Like if they had an expansion draft for the um, NFL, like if the NFL was adding a thirty third team or a thirty two third, like they would have the protection list where it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like the Steelers would protect, you know, Kenny Pickett, you know, right. Najee, blah blah blah, et cetera. Yeah, you're, like, you're like Patrick Mahomes wouldn't become a free agent. But no, like- but like, but like in these like expansion drafts, like through hockey and stuff like that, you would have a like a fifteen, like it would be like a it's like a ten protected list. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of your players, including like your rookies, your your any of your <laughs> farm players or practice squad guys could get picked up and then they build the roster based on that. But since uh, NFL teams 53, that would take a lot longer. So, man, I wonder how an I, expansion draft would go nowadays. I hope I, that I, never happens, but that'd be interesting. Be wild. I, I really hope it never does, because then we would have to report on a tragedy and I don't want to report on an NFL tragedy. So. I do not either. But let's get to the NFL wildcard weekend. Uh, okay, let's go. Do we want to do Piper's picks first? If you wanted to, uh, actually, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. N- I don't know. I don't know. Maybe no, no, no. Let's no. We, we let's wait. Let's wait. We'll, we'll wait okay. to the end. We'll go through our picks and we'll see if Piper agrees with us. Okay. Okay. So so first game we got tomorrow at four thirty p.m. is. Joe Flacco's Cleveland Browns returning to Texas, where Deshaun Watson used to be, to face the Houston Texans. The future. Uh, CJ Stroud versus Joe Flacco. Who do you got, first of all? This is probably going to be one of the tougher ones for me, um, just because I feel like it could really go either way. Um, I think Cleveland has been really dominant on defense. But I think Houston has been showing a lot of passion and grit over the last couple of weeks and throughout this season. And I really think that Houston really wants to win. But I also think Cleveland also really wants to win. <laughs> so, I mean, Cleveland has, you know, been like, when was the last time? They were in the playoffs in, what, 2020? And then, yeah, because yeah, they beat us. And then they haven't really done much since because of the Watson scandals and the injuries and different things like that. Maybe you don't get rid of Baker Mayfield. Either way, nonetheless, they're they're in now. They're playing Houston in Houston. It's a tough one. 
It's a really tough one for me. I feel like this might be one of the harder ones to pick. Um, I'm going to go and I'm going to throw in Houston. I, I really think Cleveland's a great team. And I really think that there is a possibility they could beat Houston on Sunday. Sunday, right? Sunday. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, shoot. Tomorrow. I don't know the schedule <laughs> that well. Tomorrow. Um, there's a good chance that they win. However, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm feeling very passionate about Houston. For some reason, I feel like it's going to be a it's going to be a wild run for Houston. I think they're going to pick up that win. I am also going to go Houston. Denzel Ward hurt himself in practice. I think he's still going to play, but definitely might be losing a step. Miles Garrett has been playing injured. They are the first ever NFL team since the 1970 merger to have to the Browns are to make it in the playoffs without a starting right tackle, left tackle, quarterback, or running back. So I think their magic's going to run out. And C.J. Stroud and his boys are going to get it done. Mm -hmm. See what happens, though. Next game is one of the coldest in NFL history. We're talking like negative 30 wind chill. Freezing cold here. Miami Dolphins versus the Kansas City Chiefs. In Kansas City right now. They haven't moved it yet. I don't see them moving it as of right now, but I mean, I it's, guess it's awesome. It's going to be cold down there. It's going to be. Um, I don't know. I mean, they didn't move the Buffalo Steelers game, but and that was supposed uh, to be one feet of snow and 50 mile per hour winds. They were going to do a state of emergency for that. I don't... This is this is this is cold. This is this is brisk. Yeah. Two really <laughs> wild games for this wild card weekend. Who, I guess who do you got? Who do you got? I'm probably gonna go with Kansas City. And if and that's a more than likely probable regardless of the change of location. But I really think that if Miami goes to Kansas City and they have to play in that thirty minus thirty degree weather, I don't know if Miami's gonna be kind of used to playing in those type of conditions. I mean, Kansas City may not be at no one's really ever ready for those type of conditions, but when you're playing in Miami for eight or nine games of the season, and um, you know you're in the probably the one of the most southern tips of the United States, down south, it's going to be a lot warmer in Miami than probably a lot of other locations. So I don't know how the team's going to adjust to being in negative thirty degree weather. Whereas Kansas City has played in cold weather before; they they they're used to it. They played a lot in it. I don't know if Miami will be ready for it. I'm not saying Miami hasn't played in cold weather. I don't want you guys to be like, Miami's won in cold weather. They blew up this team or blah, 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 blah. But I get it. But there's a difference because like Miami is in a warm state. And I really, I don't know if they're going to be able to adjust that. Miami hasn't looked too hot over the last couple of weeks. So with the cold weather and with them not looking too good this the last couple of weeks, I don't know if they're going to beat Kansas City. I am also thinking Kansas City is going to win this. I think they have a run game that can be more dependent on itself. I think Miami's run game is a lot more dependent on their passing game being successful. Um, I would prefer the Dolphins to win this, but uh, I do think the Chiefs will win. They got Isaiah Pacheco, who, I mean, I just love the way he runs. I mean, he gets touched and he just becomes a tornado and gets another five yards. It's insane. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think the run game is going to dominate, especially if it's snowing during the game, like mm -hmm. I believe it's supposed to be. So that's where I'm going with that. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Let's see. Next game, your boys versus the Bills in Buffalo. 
you you didn't really want this to happen, but that's what happened anyway. What do we got? Uh, the problem with the reason I, I didn't really want it to be Buffalo. I thought that we can handle Kansas city, but I, I really think that nonetheless, I, I think we can handle probably Buffalo. I, I think, um, the only problem that I have is the game is going to be shit. And, and, I, and I know we don't, I know we don't swear often on the show, but that this is, that is the only best way to explain it. And, you know, you can bleep that out if you want to, but, um, fine. but the, I, FCC will be okay. yeah, I just, I think the game is going to not be a lot of fun to watch because I think it's going to be a heavy, heavy run game. I think they're going to, the bills are going to rely a lot on Fournette and cook and the Steelers are going to rely a lot on Warren and Harris and I, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, who runs better? What team can get the holes open up in the f- wind? Because you can't really punt because if you do the high kicks, because according to what the Steelers are looking to do, they might not even play Presley Harvin. They might play our other punter because Presley Harvin does a lot of hang time punts. And if it's 40 mile per hour wins, it's just going to take the punt and just not go anywhere. Uh, you're not going to be able to kick a lot of field goals depending on the wind mile per hours. You might be able to get away with a 50. You might be able to get away with an extra point or maybe a 20 yard field goal, but anything past the 20 yard field goal, you're, you're going to be lucky to get that. Um, plus if there's snow coming down, it's going to be hard to see when you're throwing the football. And honestly, I think it's going to be like one of the, I think it's going to be like that new England Buffalo bills game where Mac Jones only threw three, three passes. I think Mason Rudolph's probably going to throw maybe, you know, seven passes, um, it may be more depending on what the weather looks like, but it's going to be really hard to throw a ball. And I think it's going to be relying on the run game. It's gonna be a tough one. And, um, it might be a little slow, might be a little boring, might be one of the more boring ones just because of the weather conditions. Now, if it was in Cleveland, it might be a little bit of a different story. Um, I think it would have been a little bit more offensive heavy, but right now we just got to <laughs> roll with the punches here. Um, I, I believe in the Steelers, so I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is a little this this one's different. I didn't believe in the Steelers in 2021. I kind of believe a little bit, and it's kind of weird because I I didn't expect to believe, but I'm, I'm getting I'm getting excited for this one. And um, I I feel like if if we beat if we beat Buffalo, I feel like at that point anything's possible against Baltimore. So one one win one win at a time was my motto all season, and uh, I'm gonna take Buffalo one win at a time. But I I think it's gonna be luck. I really think it's going to be a really low-scoring game. It's going to be like a 10-7 final, back to the old Pittsburgh ways, but it's going to be based on weather conditions. And I think somehow, some way, the Steelers are going to win because they got like a 20-yard field goal. They're going to be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He got a field goal. And everyone's going to lose their minds. So I've been seeing talk. I've been seeing people saying, hey, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, they're way better than Leonard Fournette and James Cook. We got this. Steelers fans are excited about that. And that might be true. The Najee Harris, Jalen Warren combination might be better than Cook and Fournette. But I think you guys are forgetting a very key component to the Buffalo Bills offense, and that is Josh Allen's legs. That man can run if he needs to. And Josh Allen, if there is a quarterback who can throw in these conditions, it is Josh Allen. And we saw that with that Bills Patriots game. Mac only threw three passes, like you said. Josh Allen was up in the 20s. He, he was still throwing. He's got an arm. I don't, I think these conditions are going to be weirder, man. I, I don't he, know about he, this. And, and if Josh Allen, because you're expecting Josh Allen to 
throw 20 times, which is possible, and he could. And Mason Rudolph might throw more than 15 times as well. But the problem is also with that is that, you know, if you're dropping back a lot, then you might have to scramble. Yes, that that is possible. But, like, how often is – like, depending on the wind conditions and stuff, how often is Josh Allen really – he's going to have to do a lot of draws or, like, where he, like, drops back and then starts running, you know? So – and which is possible. But I just, I'm not forgetting I, about Josh Allen. I don't. Want I think a lot, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying I think a lot of other fans are. I think and Gabe Davis is out. He has that PCL sprain. He can't play. But I think I think Josh Allen is an extra guy in that run game that a lot of people are forgetting about. You got to prepare for him. You're in Bills territory already in the cold where they thrive. I'm taking Buffalo. That's fine. Okay, we will see on January 14th at 1 p.m. Well, I guess more at 4 p.m., but uh, that's when the game starts. It's 1 p.m. Next game, Packers-Cowboys. Mike McCarthy versus his old team in what could be his final game as the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Could the Packers ruin Mike McCarthy's career as a Dallas Cowboy? We will find out. Chelsea, who do you think wins this? Taking Green Bay. Move. I think I'm taking Green Bay. I think it's going to be funny. I I don't know. I I think um I think it'll be really funny because I think Bill Bel or not Bill Belichick, Mike McCarthy is going to go against his old team, and I think he's going to just panic, and I I think he's going to lose, and I think <laughs> no nah, I'm playing. I I I do think Green Bay is going to win though. I think they're going to pull up the upset. I don't know why, but I just have this really odd feeling that somewhere along the way, Dallas is just going to not play up to the Dallas like momentum that they've had all season and it's not because of you know bad team or whatever but I think that they're gonna expect to win this game and I think that Green Bay is really gonna give them a run for their money and before they can even come back and win it's gonna be too late and I think that's how Green Bay is gonna win I think it's gonna be like a like a 23-17 thing Dallas is gonna go up for a comeback you know they score the touchdown and then kick the extra point they win and then they just fall just a little bit short. Um, now, obviously, it could flip, and it could be Green Bay chasing, and then them falling a little bit short. But I don't really, for me personally, I, I, nothing against the Cowboys, but just based on recent trends, I can't really see them going past the divisional round. So, um, well, this is a wild card round. So, yeah. So, but if they were to win the wild card round, I don't oh. see them going past that. But nonetheless. We're going to roll with Green Bay here. I think both two seeds get upset. I'm taking the Cowboys. They're in Jerry World. They have been a different team when they're at home. They've been insane when they're at home. Dak has been playing MVP-level football. CeeDee Lamb has been playing phenomenal. People haven't been paying attention, but he's been playing great. Uh, Stephon Gilmore is playing. That defense is wild. Hmm. Uh, Micah Parsons is great. Mike mm. McCarthy needs this win because he's mm. he doesn't know if Bill Belichick's coming. Bill Belichick's right around the corner. I'm going Cowboys. I think they win this game nah. and send Jordan Love home because there is only one quarterback in 2020 worth a damn, and his name is Joseph Lee Burrow. Oh, shut up! I said shut what up. I said. Next game, Rams. Matthew Stafford. And his boys head back to Detroit. And they're trying to ban Matthew Stafford jerseys from this game because they're playing the Lions. And uh, 
They don't they don't want to see any Safford jerseys there. I don't know how that's going to work out, but we will see. Uh, I mean, Dion obviously has his boys going all the way. He's talked he's talked to us a little bit about why he thinks that can happen. Uh, the Rams beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Very good team. They got Puka Nakua, rookie in the fifth round. He's been doing playing electric. Kyron Williams has been electric. Sam Laporta is questionable for Sunday on the Lions side. He's been electric. Jameer Gibbs, electric. There's going to be, we're going to have a Tesla coil in that stadium by the end of this because there's so much electricity. Who do you got? So I think that this game is probably going to be the most entertaining, in my opinion. I think, um, not that the other games won't be, but I think this one's going to be very like just back and forth and you're like, who the heck's going to win? And I think it might be a little bit more of a shootout just because both teams have really thrived offensively this season. And you got Puka Nakua, you got Kyron Williams, you got Cooper Cup still, you got Matt Stafford. And then on the other side, you've got Sam Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. You've got a good team on both sides in the offense, but I do think Detroit comes back with it because I don't know. I think Detroit's been able to get it done. Not that LA hasn't, but they've kind of been just hit or miss this season. Um, They've had really good moments. Obviously they've had injuries and whatnot, and it just hasn't gone their way. Now I think most of their team is back to full strength. So, I mean, it definitely could be a different story. Maybe LA does upset them, but I'm going to go with Detroit. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in Detroit going into this week. They're going to be playing at Ford field. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a Detroit game this year. And I think LA unfortunately won't, won't go that far, but um, there, there's, there's a bright future ahead of them in LA. Let me just start with saying, I have so much respect for both Dan Campbell and Sean McVay. I think they're both phenomenal coaches. Uh, That being said, Dan Campbell's a bit more aggressive and sometimes that's the move in these playoff games. Going for it on uh, fourth down can sometimes be the make or break moment for you, even if it looks stupid at the moment. And this Lions offense really should have uh, beat the Cowboys, which in my opinion has a much better pass rush than the Rams. And I know Aaron Donald's there, but mm-hmm. I think if you if the offensive line, which the Lions have a great one, can keep uh, Jared Goff upright, keep him from getting rattled, keep Aaron Donald away, I think they have a good game. I think they play well. I'm take, saying the Detroit Lions. Um, Dan Campbell's going to go and get that playoff win that they've been looking for for so long. Next game, Eagles. Nick Sirianni might be also playing for his life. If these rumors are true, I mean, no one's safe anymore in the head coaching world. Are going down to Tampa Bay to play Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, which is a sentence I didn't think I'd be saying, but here we are. <laughs> Uh, Eagles have kind of collapsed lately, though. They've been having some troubles on defense and offense. A.J. Brown is injured. What do you think? You know, the more that we talk about these matchups, the more I realize that some of these matchups are just going to be bad. Um, like, I, like I said, I think the Kansas City Miami game is not going to be that fun because it's going to be freezing. I don't think Buffalo Pittsburgh is going to be that fun because it's going to be terrible conditions. And a third game that I don't think is going to be that fun is this game. I don't think Tampa Bay is necessarily worthy of this playoff spot but they made it um listen listen you, come on bro you, you're really telling me that tampa bay is on the same level as a lot of these teams in the playoffs right now nothing no. against tampa bay but they no. literally had all they had to do was if they would have lost to freaking if they would have lost to carolina which they beat 9-0 by the way if they would have beaten them like or if they would have lost to carolina that new orleans would have been in the playoffs so uh, this would be a whole different story right now. So in my opinion, 
I think this is just silly. Um, and then obviously you have the Eagles who have just collapsed, you know, getting blown out by the big old New York Giants, the big Giants. Yeah, the scary... thank you. Thank yeah. you. So, and then I don't know. I th- I, th- I think this game is going to be pretty bad. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know because it's 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 one of those things where it's like Eagles are not good right now. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are probably not that good either. Pick I, a team. I, I guess I'll just go with the Eagles. I, I think I'm going to go with the Eagles just because I, I don't think Tampa Bay is that strong of a team. I, I don't. I, I think that nine nothing Carolina win was just something else. Um, I'm going to take a bold take here. I'm going with Tampa Bay. All righty. Bold. Bold. This is bold. I know they're seated higher, but I think everyone, everyone in the world is thinking, hey, these Eagles are going to get it. I'm going Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield has been playing great this year. No one has talked about it, but he has looked good. Mike Evans is a Hall of Famer. I don't care what anyone says. He is not a just merchant of being on the same team for a while. Chris Godwin, he's going to show up. Rashad White is finally finding his step. Antoine Winfield Jr. has something to prove because he was he didn't get a Pro Bowl. And his stats are so much better than Buda Baker, who did. He's coming into this game. He's like, I'm going to get 19 interceptions. He's just going to pick off Jalen Hurts left and right. I'm going Bucks. Right. Going Bucks. I'm feeling it. So now it's time for Piper's picks. Yeah, which let's, let's, let's no, see. Nobody knows what Piper's picks are except for us. And yeah. uh, they are. I actually don't so, even remember Piper's picks. So. so Piper's picks is my dog. Yeah, for anybody that's unsure. So Piper is my dog. And what we have here is her picking teams. I put a treat on both team names, team logos, and she is going to pick who she thinks will win each game. So uh, here we go. This was actually the hardest one that she had to pick, the Rams versus the Lions. She uh, had to take are a you, minute are to you, Are you streaming it on here right now? Because I don't see it. You don't see it? I don't see it. I hope you saw it. Well, I mean, I saw it, but like... Oh, I, I haven't hit share you. yet. That's why. So Some technical difficulties. There uh, we go. There we go. There we go. Now I can see go. it. I, 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 like I said, I've watched it before you emailed it to me, so we're good. Okay, so we got Piper's picks here. Like I said, this was the hardest one she had. The Rams versus the Lions. She couldn't decide. She's thinking about it there. Uh, looks at me, kind of confused, wants some help. I did not help her at all, though. She's got to make her own decisions. She's a big girl. And uh, she's looking at the teams, thinking, still confused. Pick, come on. And finally, Matthew uh, Stafford in the Rams to Dion's heartbreak. Next one, Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns. Looks at the teams. Who, who does she got? Who does she got? Okay. This next one, she didn't even think about. She was with them boys. And then we got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Dolphins. Dolphins, sorry, Patrick Mahomes and Taylor Swift. You're going home. Buccaneers, Eagles, easy pick. She's with me like a good dog. Sorry, Chuss, you're not going to like this one. Steelers, Bills, who do we got here? Who's her pick? Bills. Why did you make the Steelers logo so much smaller than the Bills logo? Uh, That, that was a matter of printing and saving trees mm, okay and your logo was a circle so it was easier 
But uh, those were Piper's picks. She agreed with us on some of them. She did not agree on with us on others. We'll see if my dog is more accurate than us. But that's what we got there. So those are Piper's picks. Uh, that's all I've got now for today's show. Yeah, I don't you got have... anything else right now. Nothing? There's no news. The only thing that popped up was that if you're watching this now, uh, make sure to fill out your uh, NFL playoff bracket in a group with your fantasy football league. Go have a little bit of fun and go pick the winners yourselves. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. You got Piper's picks, NFL picks. Go make your own picks. And bet on FanDuel or something. Actually, yeah. I use BetMGM, but I must be a loser. Bet. We're not sponsored by any of them. So bet on whatever dang site you want to bet on, as long as it's legit. True. Just don't, uh, if if we do eventually get sponsored by one, don't come and play this back. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No But Show. Our social media pages are Nobuts underscore show on Instagram and Nobuts show on TikTok, where I believe the Piper's picks will be posted soon. My Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at Bull Moose Podcast 2. That's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description. So check out the merch. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time. Go do something nice for someone.